Welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Jeff Johnson here with Angela Hanscom. How are you doing, Angela? I'm doing great. We we're just talking about how nice it is outside. Oh, it's delightful to have the winter moving away. Um, hey, so we did a series of episodes a while back where, where you shared some play stories and, and we had some good feedback from those. And I thought we could we could kind of bandy about that a little bit more because it kind of helps people see the learning and the, the value of just some fairly mundane activities kids are engaged in. So I've got one I wanted to throw at you. Um, it's been a couple of years ago since I saw this one, but I was out for a walk in the neighborhood and there were three kids, probably six through nine years old. And they are playing in a, in a sloped driveway. It's just, you know, a short driveway from the curb up to the garage with a old office chair. It's like uh, mom or dad kicked it away from in front of the computer inside the house or something. And, and the kids had snagged it and were playing with it. And so it's missing one armrest. And I think it's one of those with like five or eight wheels or whatever. And like one wheels busted off, but the older kids are essentially playing catch with the youngest one, the youngest one is in the chair and the older ones are pushing back and forth up and down the driveway. And so when they push, they, they'll, they'll like put the spin on it. So the kid is spinning and going down the driveway. And I was fascinated by this. So I had to, I had to alter my walk so I could walk by two or three times, right. To, <laughs> to, to not be the weird guy watching the neighborhood kids play, but to, to see how this play unfolded. And, and, Later, I saw them at first, the first time it was just kind of a straight line up and down the driveway. And then they were kind of putting a curve on it. So not only was the, the younger kid spinning in the chair, but the, the chair was traveling in an arc. Um, and so the, the child at the other end had to kind of pay more attention to be in the right place to stop them from going into the street. So um, thoughts? Yeah, well, I think, I think that's great that they... First of all, that they were allowed to use that office chair outside. Sure. And I think the novelty of that, that that's an item that's not normally outdoors. So, and it's an adult item yeah. and there's an appeal to that. And then I think what they're doing with it is pretty creative that they were playing their own game. They had probably their own rules. Um, and then they were spinning. Of course, you know how I feel about spinning, which is hey, really Angela's good for, a big fan of spinning, <laughs> which is good for body awareness. So they were they were kind of doing, you know, their own play idea, executing it with a, a new item. And then they were getting some sensory input at the same time. So I, I love it. I, I, I love the self-organizing of it. Um, we don't give kids enough credit for their ability to self-organize and, and figure out how to do things. And if you, if you look at Peter Gray's five conditions of play, the, the fact that, you know, play real play has those internal rules kind of created by the, the players and that they're, they're the ones that are in control of the play. There's not some outsider dictating how the play unfolds. There's a lot of this going here. Do you see this in the forest kids, uh, kids organizing their, their own play like that? Yeah, we actually have, <clears throat> we had kids doing, uh, we, they weren't playing with an office chair, but they had um, tires. Again, I think we might've even talked about this, but the tires are a huge appeal because we have a huge hill and there's trees and they have to navigate the tires through the trees. But there was also, um, there was also children down there that were building a fort. And so uh -huh. 
we, again, we had to get closer because we want to make sure that, you know, they're being mindful of the other children when they're throwing the tires down, but they were, they were alerting the other group that they were going to release the tires uh-huh. and that other group, the kids would move out of the way. And then they found um, a funnel because we had funnels out there and they had used it as a horn. So it was a new item totally used for something different. And one little boy was like, all right, um, roller number one, go <laughs> roller number two. And so they were assigning um, an order to uh-huh. so creating, again, creating their own rules of who was going to go. They're watching for safety, um, but they were pretty much in total control. And then if anyone messed up or if it felt unsafe, someone would say something like, dude, get out of the way, you know? So they warned the other children. Yeah. Um, but it was really fun to watch too. Yeah. That self-organization is, is, is great because, you know, everybody, they want to keep the, again, grace conditions of play. They want to keep the play flowing and moving forward. And the way you do that is to, to build in some structure and they're, they're totally capable of doing that without adults interfering, interfering. And that, that concern for, for safety is is also pretty innate for most kids as well in in both of our stories the the tire kids trying to not to bother the fort kids and and hurt them or harm their play with the the tires and these other kids trying i mean you don't want little sister rolling out in the street in the office chair because then little sister gets hurt possibly and you as the older sibling get in trouble in some way and and i I mean i don't think most kids most of the time are out to out to cause each other any damage um And if, and you can always watch for that. And that's why we're out there. Like if there is one child that's purposely trying to like aim it for other children, that could, that might be a time where you would go in and talk to them. But for the most part, they, they keep each other in check. Yeah. Um, And And, another, Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Other nice thing about it was they don't even realize it, but they're um, you know, like when they push the tire down the hill, um, they have to like bring it all the way back up, just like when you go sledding and it's so much, it's so fun. So you're going to like, uh, work on endurance and strengthening as you get back up the hill. So rolling the tire, um, up the hill takes coordination and strength to get it back up. And you're getting that heavy work that we talk about a lot. Mm -hmm. Sorry, my old-fashioned clock. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I, and another thing I liked about this was the the fact that the play evolved. It, the going back, straight back and forth with the chair was was fine. But then they mastered that, and they sort of they had to pip this uh, this loop, this uh, this arc into it because they they are constantly in their play looking to ways to keep it challenging. If it if it uh, gets boring, if they master something, they they just add a little bit to to make it challenging again i'm sure if i would have come back a, a day and a half later uh they would have been wearing blindfolds that while they did it or something just to, just to add that little bit of challenge absolutely yeah no i think that's great and that's what we want we want to constantly challenge their mind body and senses um, yeah and, i mean with the whole physical development thing that's that's pretty much the way they 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 develop right they 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 take on a challenge they learn a new thing and then they do this this this, this little bit more and yeah. and eventually they're instead of laying there on the floor like a like a blob they're walking and running around with, mm-hmm. with like the process of learning to walk yeah it's it's amazing to watch um one last thing i i, I wanted to touch on with this is is you, you mentioned it too the the novelty of the office chair as a loose part 
And, and I, I think in Simon Nicholson, when he, when he came up with, when he first wrote about loose parts, he was talking about loose parts are, are, are variables in the environment. And what could be a bigger variable in this, in this outside play space in the front yard than an office chair that is, has always been in front of mom's computer in the house up to this point. And so taking materials and putting them in novel places is is also a way to support play you talked a, a bunch of episodes back about the kids hauling the wooden pallets up into the up into the ropes in the tree which isn't isn't someplace you you're used to seeing uh wooden pallets and so just that juxtaposition of materials can enhance and uh and and support play yeah that would be a good uh topic to talk about well, maybe we come back. It's about time to wrap this one up. So maybe we come back and talk about that a little bit more. Any final thoughts on this before we pull the plug? No. This has been Timber Nook Tips. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Timber Nook Tips. Share your questions and comments at playvolutionhq.com slash podcast slash timbernook for more Angela, visit TimberNook.com. For more Jeff, visit ExplorationsEarlyLearning.com. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.